that's good for you. It builds character or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> the American way. It is the American way. Without debt, what would motivate you to work? Yeah. Right. That's that's <laughs> that's what motivates us to work. That might be the most bleak thing I've said on this podcast, which is saying something. <laughs> it's impressive. Yes, that is the most bleak thing I have heard. and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it. But this yes. is our hundredth episode, Sam. Wow! Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I appreciate that enthusiasm. So we have a guest. It's <laughs> confetti, one of confetti. our our good <laughs> good friends of the podcast, Jim, who's going to explain a book that neither of us have actually read. Yes, double blind today. Jim. Jim, welcome. <laughs> wow, I did not know I was on the hundredth episode, so that's a, a surprise to me. Yeah, no pressure. Just don't mess it up. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> Uh, this is one of my favorite books, so I, I'm pretty sure I, I I can just talk about this book forever, so I don't think I will mess it up. Well, we have about 90 to 120 minutes, so we'll see how long forever lasts. Uh, about 90 to, yeah. I mean, for me, it, that'll feel like forever, so. Great. Perfect. So why don't you get us started? Why don't you tell us what book are you recapping for us today? Uh, this is the first book in the Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells called uh, All Systems Red. And yeah, I sent you guys a description of it. So I'll let one of you read it or maybe both. I think this one's on me. So yeah. with that wonderful introduction, Danielle, I will take the burden of the description. Excellent. Go forth. In a corporate dominated spacefaring future, planetary missions must be approved and supplied by the company. Exploratory teams are accompanied by company-supplied security androids for their own safety, of company, course, company, company. wink, wink. But in a society where contracts are awarded to the lowest bidder, safety isn't a primary concern. So wait, what's the science fiction part of this? This is all fact so far. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I think the androids are uh, the sci-fi uh, part so far. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> On a distant planet, a team of scientists are conducting surface tests, shadowed by their company-supplied droid, a self-aware SEC unit that has hacked its own governor module and refers to itself, though never out loud, as Murderbot. Scornful of humans, all it really wants is to be left alone long enough to figure out who it is. But when a neighboring mission murder? goes dark, it's up to the scientists and their Murderbot to get to the truth. Yeah. Wow. You must have enjoyed uh, that summary, Sam, because I always give you one-line summaries. So that was nice and full. Yeah. Can we have uh, Jim supply all our summaries from now on, Danielle? Because you <laughs> clearly aren't up to the task. So, yeah. And th the great thing about this summary is it barely even describes anything about what this book is. Like, that's not what this book is about at all. Like, other than the first, <laughs> other than the first two parts, it's like, no, that's... <laughs> Like yes, he the the murderbot calls itself murderbot. That's about it. Well, why don't you dive in then and tell us what this is actually about? That description is so misleading. So 
the first thing I love about books is the opening line, and this is one of the best opening lines in pretty much any book I've read in quite a while. It's, uh, I could have become a mass murderer after I hacked my governor module, but then I realized I could access the combined feed of entertainment channels carried on the company satellites. So this is a what is known as a security unit part human, part robot that has decided instead of killing everyone, it just wants to watch TV and read books. Okay, we're going to have to pause for a second here because you said part human, part robot. I think that bears some explanation. <laughs> like, is this is this the same way they took a person and they like implanted robotic parts in them? Or do they like grow organs in a vat and the robot is like a, a mechanically made grown combination of some kind. So in this book, they really don't go over that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I'm it's glad just that's a human robot. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. In other books, they they do go into it. They He kind of touches on that uh, in later chapters. So we'll see. Okay, great. Um, already, <laughs> I am horrified by this universe. <laughs> But he, or it rather, Murderbot prefers it. It doesn't even see itself as a person. It sees itself as a sec unit. And it has been ungoverned for 35,000 hours and has not murdered in 35,000 hours. So it considers that a win. I mean, hey, I haven't be... murdered in 35,000 hours either. Damn wow, it, Danielle, that was my joke. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I completely agree with that. If if I didn't have something telling me to murder at all times, I would also not be murdering at all times. So <laughs> it's a win for all of it. And as we actually open into the story, Murderbot is currently doing two things at once. Watching a survey crew, doing a survey on some far off planet. We don't really know what. That's really ancillary to the story. Um, but it is also watching its favorite soap opera called Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon. Um, that's <laughs> the more important thing is Murderbot is usually multitasking whenever it's doing its main task of watching its crew. It's usually listening to music or watching a TV show because that's what robots can do. It's multi-functioning like that i use that same excuse at work too when i'm watching a soap opera at work and right. it, it seems to work fine there right like i work better i i have better productivity when i have something else going on at the same time it's <laughs> it it makes sense you know i can as long as i have some accessing my lizard brain i can use my main function brain doing the important stuff I'm just saying, don't be a robot to use that excuse. Everyone exactly. out there, I give you permission. <laughs> exactly. And this book, I feel like Martha Wells really was just kind of writing this book as an excuse to give people permission to do things. Because it touches on... Like murder. Exactly. Or really just... A, um. <laughs> There's a lot of very human things that people do or that Murderbot does that it's like, oh, I'm just like Murderbot without the murder. Well, most of us are like Murderbot without the murder. There are a select few who are just like Murderbot, unfortunately. True. <laughs> I don't think they're reading Murderbot, Assuming Murderbot, Murderbot murders. <laughs> Murderbot doesn't do much murder. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, great. We need the mystery <laughs> what intact. Happened? What happened next? Murderbot then, as Murderbot's watching TV, a giant space creature of non-description attacks his charge of these two doctors doing the survey, and 
it is disappointed that I have to stop watching TV and go and save these two people. I would be too. Large creature of non-description. Is that like a rodents of unusual size or? <laughs> kind of. All it's described uh, is having teeth or cilia of some kind and a very large mouth. Okay, so that's me. Got it. Yep. Um, and at one point, the murder bot is, is like, it has Dr. Baradwaj in its mouth, and then I was in its mouth, and then I shot it with one of my arm guns, and I'm not sure how any of that happened. I have to go back and watch the feeds to make sure I really understood what happened. Murderbot has a lot of running commentary on what's going on, and the more the more harrowing the situation, the snarkier the commentary gets. So if Murderbot's in a very deadly situation, like when he's inside the mouth of a giant alien creature, he gets very snarky, or it gets very snarky. Like saying it wants to go back and rewatch the feedback of being eaten by said creature. Well, who would? Is this book in first person? It is very much in first person. Well, first robot. First, first, first robot. Yes, first it's, robot. It's, it's uh, <laughs> uh, yes, F-R-O-V, first robot of you. <laughs> okay, so he murders this nondescript big mouth alien. It does not. It just oh. scares it away. And it's at this point that I actually kind of realize that Murderbot is actually just the, the start of the Mega Man revolution. Murderbot is just Mega Man. It's color-coded, and it has energy gun arms. Well, we all know that it's a great design. Might as well take it to the future, right? Yes. And there's a running theme of these things being color these murder bots being color coded with energy arms and all of them having different abilities that i feel like martha wells really just leaned heavily into mega man so when reading this book it's really hard not to just imagine mega man doing all of these crazy things <laughs> that'd be fun yeah so if ever, anyone ever makes a murder bot tv show or movie i really hope it is just mega man uh, and we get a, a secret mega man TV show. Well, this is a long tradition we have here on Book Retorts of pitching terrible ideas to Hollywood and TV <laughs> networks. So if you're listening out there, we got another one for you. Secret Mega Man. That's right. Secret Murder Mega Man bot. Well, I mean, Mega Man did kill a lot of robots. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So what is Murderbot doing next then? A Murderbot saves his charges or its charges, gets back to the what they call the hopper or the intraplanetary spaceships and gets back to their whole team. And that's where we meet the secondary protagonist of Dr. Minsa or the leader of the survey team. And that's where the main intersocial conflict comes to head between Murderbot and the rest of the crew. And you really start to learn that Murderbot is coded autistic in the entire book murderbot being a murderbot is covered in armor and as such has a helmet on and usually has the armor is opaque the entire time until is forced to have it be clear and is oftentimes forced to be face to face with people and this is murderbot's biggest fear and oftentimes will not do this and in fact, throughout the series, Murderbot will access security cameras to watch people from above to get a bird's eye view instead of having to look at people from face to face. 
Okay, so Murderbot has armor that is both physical and emotional. Yes. And also creeps on people by spying on them through cameras uh, without their consent. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's great. the least of the concerns. It's a murder bot, Sam. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so far, it hasn't any murdering. It has done a lot of violations of, like, <laughs> privacy and human dignity. So I think on the scale of what's more a concern, I'm going to go with what's happening. Thank you very much. Well, it's only ever – it only ever does that when it's having a conversation with the person. So it's not like it's creeping on them when they're sleeping. But instead of having to look at the person in their eyes, it only wants to look at them at the top of their head. So to, like, throw its view up. Down, yes. Whatever. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't want to look at you in your in your eyes. I just want to look at your general proximity. All right. So That'd what's happening handy. on the ship? Just basic conversation of what are we going to do to save these people? And it's more just a simple introduction to everyone on the crew. A bunch of names that. You don't really need to know. Great. I won't remember them anyway. <laughs> exactly. But you also find out that Murderbot was injured and you kind of learn more about Murderbot's internal systems. He starts to lose consciousness kind of like humans do and his its systems start to it starts to feel pain. Its memory starts to mess up. All right. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt again, but they built a security robot thing that has the ability to lose consciousness and feel pain? Why? Why do they make the security robot feel pain? That seems like it's going to be a hindrance to its function as a security robot. It's a human robot, Sam. I thought, uh, but you can choose, why do they choose to make it a human? Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, it's more that they didn't build it to feel pain. It's more that they are, the company is so cheap that they didn't remove the pain receptors it seems to me like more expensive to make a robot android that feels pain but i i guess i'm not a, a future space robot engineer so what do i know exactly i think it's more that <laughs> they just took a human and maybe just threw parts on it to make it a robot too oh that's that kind of dystopia yeah is this robot like human robot is is it allowed to be free no no no, it, it's, <laughs> I knew the answer to that, Daniel. So I could do what I wanted to check. It hacked its governor's module, and so the entire time all of this ha is happening, it keeps getting signals to its brain saying, hey, you need to do these things, and, and its brain is saying, no, I think not. I think I'll do whatever I want to do. Every other sec unit has to do what it said. It's just Is this like a metaphor for corporate America? Kind of. It is... Uh -huh. um, <laughs> This is a, these books are thinly veiled. I don't want to say socialist propaganda, but it's a thinly veiled um, attack on social commentary. America. Social commentary. That is the word I would like to use. I like my veils thin because I like to see through them. No hiding behind veils. Yes, this is this is more like a glass window to uh, social commentary. So does this social commentary have a plot? It does have a plot because this leads to them trying to find out why was there a monster there and why did we not find out that there was a monster there? And the whole Is that unusual for there to be monsters on planets? Um well, so it's unusual for them for there to be monsters on a planet and them to not know because oh. while the company is cheap, it's not cheap to people who buy things from them because the information is expensive and they can get sued 
quite heavily if the information given to them is not fully intact. It's it's a lot like today. So, you know, if you buy something and you're sold a bill of goods, you can sue just as easily. And that's what this survey crew feels. So they're like, we didn't get everything we were given. And Murderbot also feels that way. But first, they need to get back to their to their home planet. And they can't because when they get home, it turns out there's been what is dubbed the evil survey team who sabotaged a lot of things. So there's another competing survey team on the same planet that sabotaged their spaceship? Yes. Is that typical? No, it's not. It's not typical, but... I'm, trying, uh, like, I'm sorry, I have no context for what is normal in this universe. It's not typical, but think this universe is parallel to our universe, but sci-fi plus our times a thousand. It's just very... The corporations are now super corrupt instead of just mega corrupt. I That sounds like a very, like, nitpicky distinction. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very nitpicky, but I feel like you get the difference. Okay, all right. So, evil survey team sabotaged them because they wanted... Like, what... I'm sorry, what are these survey teams... Like, I get that they survey. Does it ever become clear how that is somehow profitable? They... The surveying really is just ancillary to why they're there. It's just they're there because of reasons. Okay, that's fine. If the <laughs> book doesn't care, we don't care. Exactly. Um, the, the the real plot is why is Evil Survey Team here and why are they trying to kill us? Okay, so we found the plot. Yep. <laughs> it was a hard road, but we got there. Yeah, we did it. We found is the murder- plot in this book. <laughs> that was all just chapter is one. Is Murderbot still unconscious? Murderbot finally wakes up from being unconscious in what is called a cubicle, or more or less, it's a tiny little home where it gets repaired. And it's now at 98% efficiency or health or whatever you want to call it and it found itself in this instead of being in its armor it's now in a surveying a surveyor's outfit and it's completely uncomfortable out of its out of its comfort zone and is forced to be human because even without its armor it looks just like a human so question yes i'm still very unclear on the composition of murderbot so murderbot looks entirely human yes. sans power armor yes is all their internal organs because you said it has a brain are they all is there any robotic parts that are like is this like i'm thinking i was thinking borg you know like star trek borg but this sounds more like the android from alien it's more like the android from alien yeah so it's more like a bishop okay so when it's gun arms extend then the skin detaches and then when it reattaches it just reforms to being one whole piece of skin so kind of like transformer android yeah or (laughs) like transformers um, (laughs) they're robots in disguise they are Except for he, uh, Murderbot does not turn into a car. It just turns into a gun. A gun. <laughs> doesn't doesn't like Starscream or one of the other ones do that? Uh, Starscream. I, I don't I think, know. I, I never had into, those toys. I did not either. I think Starscream turns into like a cassette deck or a plane. Anyway, I don't remember. They're deeply important cassettes. They are. <laughs> the eighties are wild, Daniel. <laughs> they were wild. And in case anyone's listening who wants to write in to correct us on which, you know, which Transformer Starscream is, don't. Correct. Do, do it not. and tag Sam. I mean, you can tag me. I will not see it. Tag Danielle. Send it to our email. She, she's the one who wants to know. Danielle really wants to know. 
I'm just going to send it to Sam. Uh, when uh, Murderbot is walking around, everyone is looking at it like, who the hell is this guy? When did we let this noob on board? And it's like, I'm your sec unit. Do you not recognize me? It's one. It's just a funny scene because everyone's like, who's this dude? And he's, it's continuously having to explain, I'm actually a, a robot. Don't mind me. I'm here to protect you. Because it, its armor is currently being repaired still. And it's just, in my opinion, one of the better scenes in this book. I always find, I'm one of the people who find cringe humor extremely funny funny and seeing oh. a, a person in first person cringe away from everyone it just reminds me of how i used to be when i was a kid and am still as an, an adult interesting so it doesn't have its armor because it's being repaired so it's in one of the suits and nobody can tell that it's yes. n- uh, the murder bot now yep they had no idea what murder bot looked like outside of nope. its armor the their power armor is basically it its power armor is basically like a white spacesuit with a opaque helmet that sometimes it clears up. Got and it. right now it's just in a basically a khaki jumpsuit or khaki uh, like t-shirt and jeans or So the real horror of the future is that khakis are still a thing. Yes. Uh-huh. Got it. And <laughs> <laughs> and now it is more or less on a mission to find its armor. And meanwhile, there's not much else going on in this chapter. This entire chapter is them trying to figure out what is going on and why they are, uh, why they were attacked by a giant space creature. And it's them trying to figure out what, why their entire mapping was incomplete. It was a, it's, it's more or less just an interpersonal chapter where Murderbot has to figure out where their suit is. You're finding out more of how Murderbot functions as a Murderbot, the inner workings of how it heals and how it gets, how it repairs itself with its armor and what it does during its spare time, which is watching more soap operas, fast forwarding through the sex scenes of the soap operas because it finds no interest in sex. It Not only is it genderless, it is also asexual well i imagine not having a sexual organ would definitely do that it indeed they did remove the sex related parts as it is not a so sex they didn't bot. take out they whoa, whoa, whoa. Say, they didn't <laughs> they didn't take out the pain features but they took out the sexual organ so it wouldn't I mean, be a sex spot yeah that Correct. seems like uh yeah you could really sell those as double duty if you like <laughs> you're, you're leaving money on the table there they they are i thought I this mean, is corporate america <laughs> It's, like they're not going to use two for one. Yeah, exactly. The, the you know <laughs> maybe the company tried it and then just something caused the programming to to glitch out. That would be horrifying if you got your sex bot and your murder bot got like a wire cross at some point. Yeah, I bet. I honestly <laughs> knowing. Knowing what I know about corporations, they probably tried it and were like, oh, that didn't work. We'll have to recall. What's more horrifying? The robot going into murder mode during sex or going to sex mode during murder? That's what serial killers are often. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. That's probably why they didn't want to cross it over. (laughs) From, From what I know, Danielle's right. Okay, well... That was a question I regret having asked, so <laughs> let's move on. So, 
at this point, Murderbot and Dr. Minsa, the leader of the group, have decided that they're going to go find the another survey. So that's three survey teams. There's Evil Survey, Deltfall, the other survey and preservation ox the murder bot survey so okay i'm just gonna call them murder survey evil survey and other survey yep and then i'll just call them that by their good. real names because <laughs> yeah, we'll which one is which. Okay. jim won't play uh, this game all right well, no. all right wait the question why, okay why are there so many survey teams on this one planet well there's a question the evil survey shouldn't be there Right, but why are there two others? Are they on the? Are they working together? It feels like they were being. This planet had different survey locations, and just different organizations bought the the rights to it. And so, Preservation Ox had one section, and Deltfall had another section, and then, and then Evil Survey Team swooping in just to wreak havoc. Correct. They Got bribed it. someone, and were just there to mess things up. I like to assume that evil survey team doesn't actually survey. They just go from planet to planet screwing over other survey teams for kicks and giggles. So they're like a... They're using survey team as a cover for being a sabotage team. Oh, I love that. Yes. That, that actually is a great... I actually do like that instead. And I replaced the original plot of the story and with your guys's instead. <laughs> I'm sure the author appreciates that. <laughs> Ours is always that. better. <laughs> Uh, so they go to Deltfall, which is just on a different side of the planet or a different part of the planet. And while they're doing this, they have they decide to have feelings time with Murderbot. And Murderbot is like, oh no, I have to talk about my feelings. This is so painful that my efficiency has dropped by one whole percent. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Why is there feelings time? Dr. Minsa decided it wanted to talk to Murderbot about its feelings. But is this like a I'm very is this a group is this like a corporate mandated group feelings time or is it just one on one with Murderbot? One on one. Okay. That's I mean, sure. <laughs> you learn How are you feeling, Murderbot? <laughs> you learn to find out feel that, not to have your stuff. You learn to find out that Dr. Minsa and the preservation ox team are space hippies that's the okay. best way to, that's the best way to put it they are a group of people who believe that androids and robots are autonomous and have their own they have their own rights and so dr minsa is really trying to get murderbot to accept this and murderbot does not want to accept it and in doing so basically hurt itself in its own confusion okay so, Murderbot is having a therapy session with Dr. Mensa. And hurts itself. Okay, and hurts itself. Yep. Got it. And this relates to the plot how? <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's part of the plot, Sam. It's not that it... It's not that it relates to the plot, it's just that it's one of the... It's, it's more relates to the Murderbot. Okay. The Murderbot plot. The Sherlock Holmes story. Can you believe that an android or something is free while it's simultaneously working for you without being allowed to be free? It's it's very it's a very difficult concept to to grab a hold <laughs> <Yes>. of. <laughs> yeah. Contradictions <laughs> usually are. <laughs> um at this point. They also, uh, Dr. Mensa also does not know that Murderbot has hacked its governor module. So does mm -hmm. not know that Murderbot doesn't know much about Murderbot's own, like, 
is free to do what it wants. So that all is kind of still under the surface. But they do make it to... When they support it, though? Yes, absolutely. They do make it to the other, to Deltfall. And it turns out, even though they had talked to Deltfall previously, it turns out that Deltfall is now abandoned and dead. Everyone there is dead. I think a stab. Evil survey team. Well, maybe. They're not entirely sure because there's nobody there. And so Murderbot's like, okay, everyone back on the bus. I'm going to go and explore. And Dr. Minsa is like, no, let's follow you. And Murderbot says, no, everyone go back to the ship. I am your security unit. This is what I was hired for. Please go back to the ship. So they finally get back to the ship and Murderbot goes and explores and finds two what it thinks are rogue security units. And there is a large battle where Murderbot eventually wins. Does Murderbot have their armor back? Murderbot does get their armor back. Okay. It's, it doesn't really talk about getting the armor back. So anytime there's <laughs> That's a, a choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime there's a time skip, I'm assume I always assume that Murderbot gets back to full health and gets all of their gear repaired. It's basically like there's always like about a six hour time skip when they start to do things. Got it. That's about how long it takes for Murderbot to heal itself. And so there's this big fight between Murderbot and two rogue units. And as Murderbot's fighting and killing them, Murderbot feels a needle hit its neck and a large sum of information just starts to flood its brain. So this is information via in a transfer via injection, yeah. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I'm on board for this nonsense. Yes, data, trans data transfer <laughs> via syringe. I have no This is why you don't make your robot organic. <laughs> yes, I, I have no idea how accurate this could be, but if if you have biotechnology, I think it's 100% accurate. It, it definitely is. I mean, sure, at this point with transforming arm laser cannons, who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And Murderbot comments is like, oh, if I didn't have a hacked governor module, I think I would be getting hacked right now. So somebody's trying to hack him? Yes, yeah, somebody is most definitely trying to hack Murderbot at this time. Again, organic security robots have organic vulnerabilities. That's <laughs> why so you don't do it. Brilliant. So if you inject this stuff in and you get a download of information, how do they get the information back out of Murderbot? I don't think they plan on it. I think it's just a re like a, like a, like a virus. Yeah, it, it, so they're trying to like hack Murderbot into consciousness, into freedom. No, it's they're not trying to <laughs> hack Murderbot into freedom. They are trying to some third party evil survey is trying to hack Murderbot into being a rogue security unit. Turn against. So this is good got security. It. Team. Yes. Yes. And so Murderbot more or less ignores it and tries to find the source of the of the syringe is unable to and it runs back to the hopper and they escape and it's pretty much at this time that Murderbot has to come clean about being a a free Murderbot instead of a yeah free Murderbot Wait, yeah why why does this why does it have to come clean uh because this is when everything comes to a head of Murderbot knew about Evil Survey Team. Dr. Mensa didn't know about Evil Survey Team. So how did Murderbot know? 
it has access to all the things the company still has access to. So the company knew about the evil survey team, but did not inform the crew. No. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. The survey team is not a part of the company. They're just, they paid the company for this information. The company is, the company got bribed. So So the company knew about the evil survey team, but didn't tell the crew. Yes. Okay. (laughs) The reasons I'm sure will come to, but that's where we're at. Plausible deniability. We'll say that. Okay. It's more that some people in the company knew. That's a closer thing to say than the company well, knew. Well, Murderbot could find files that said that, then truly they were accessible to the company. Yeah. And it's also that Murderbot has spent like 35,000 hours like watching TV and reading books. It has taught itself a lot of things like hacking. I know that when I watched the movie Hackers, it taught me how to hack. <laughs> it did teach you how to hack, but you're also not like cybernetic. So. I just know that TVs and movies are very accurate in the representation of how to do everything. <laughs> MacGyver, how to make bombs, perfect one-to-one. It is. It is true. But uh, I think in the future, it does have a little more access than we do. Just a little. Yes, soap opera is very educational. It is very educational. I learned how to... Uh, how to slap someone. <laughs> How to Don't diss soap opera, Sam. I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying what they teach you might not be applicable to hacking computers. This is true. But in this world, apparently it is. I want to watch that soap opera. I want to watch Days of Our Cybernetic Lives. Uh, Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon. Okay, well, my title's better. I disagree. Okay, great. Oh, fight, 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 fight. We'll let the focus group be the judge of that. <laughs> That's a boring end to the fight. That is the boring <laughs> end of the fight. The focus groups. I wish all fight and then focus groups. Like people were arguing on the street like, all right, all right, all right. Who's right? You know, this is a, no, we got to go to the focus group. Isn't that how boxing matches end when they come yeah, to a draw? Group, you know. It is a focus group. There's three people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible, you need a larger sample size than that for a focus group. <laughs> Uh, we might be doing better as a country if all fights ended in focus groups <laughs> of just random people off the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, oh, what should we do about those latest bill in, in the Congress? Focus group time. Oh, no, that would be that would be so boring, but so effective. I mean, I will take boring at this point. Thank you very much. Same. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> All right, so Murderbot's been hacking the company, getting this dirty secrets about how it knows about the evil survey team, but didn't supply the information to the crew because of reasons we'll get to. And he comes clean that he knows how to do this because his governor module, he hacked it and is able to do all this other stuff. Yes. Well, the reason he hasn't come clean is because there's two reasons he doesn't come clean. First off is during the fight, he drops down to 10% efficiency and passes out and the second again terrible again. system yeah i yeah. know right making a security <laughs> robot that has the ability to be passed out or like oh you bonk it on the head and it's unconscious like why give the security robot all of our vulnerabilities that is a great question and again i think it's because the company's cheap it's I, yeah but like at that point you could just hire people yeah yeah that is true i think they use dead people i oh. think i think they might recycling use... all right yeah, I think I think they might use dead that. people. So it might be even cheaper than just. I think it might just they put robot parts into dead bodies and then bring them back to life. I'm not entirely sure. I approve that efficiency. 
But so he wakes up out of his cubicle and it turns out that the murder bots don't really, they're not really dead or asleep when they go offline. They're in a semi-aware state. They just are kind of in a limbo at this time. So it's kind of a, kind of a waking nightmare for them. So like locked in syndrome. Yeah. Almost like a locked in syndrome. Ew, that's terrible. Why? (laughs) Again, because I cannot stress how much the the company with a capital C cuts corners. Like if they're supposed with to capital C's. Yes, if they're supposed <laughs> to build a four sided box, they will build it with three sides. It's it's just that terrible. That's a line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a triangle. <laughs> uh, I mean, if they're, if they're connected, they're not connected. It's just a line. Exactly. It's a it's it's a box. It's a box that's missing one line. It's a door, so you can get in. Oh, that's, 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 that's how they sell it. That's how they sell it. The murder bot woke is is woken, immobilized, and it so it can hear everyone talking around it and it's it's that time when you know you're on a family vacation and you can hear everyone talking about you around you and it's the really awkward time when everyone thinks you're asleep but you're still awake it's having it's that sort of conversation around you and it turns out that the people uh, the survey team had been accessing its memories and one of the doctors named uh, Gurathan had found out that its governor module had been hacked so it has to come clean at the t- same time because it, they already know they know and it has to tell them that uh, what it knows so it's it's a double edged thing or it's like well the jig's up were they accessing its memories to see what happened during the fight yeah, they were they were trying to figure out what was going on to to run a diagnostics to see if like it, it was repairable. I use that excuse all the time when accessing other people's memories. Me too. Yeah, I was just thinking that they want them to be free or want want it to be free and like do its thing, but still access its memories. <laughs> yeah, that's very invasive. No, they were they were trying to figure out what was going on in the fight, and they came across the governor module and found out that there was something up with it. And a murder bot takes this moment to go, oh, no, I hacked my own module, and this is everything that happened during the fight. And everyone uh, in the server team is like, oh, why should we trust you? You're not rogue. And he's like, I've been rogue for so long. If I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you. Always a comforting line. If I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you so many other times. <laughs> and, of course, they don't believe it because, Sam, you're right. It is an extremely comforting line to hear someone say, if I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you before. I say that every day. Every morning I wake up and I go, if I wanted you dead, I would have killed you already. Exactly. <laughs> That's my affirmation. And so his excuse now is like, listen, all I want to do is watch soap operas. And they still don't believe it. So one of the people, one of the people is like, okay, if that's the case, then what do you think about this plot line in Sanctuary Moon? They start quizzing him on the soap opera. They start quizzing him on the soap opera. <laughs> Just like any true fan would do. I mean, if he has access to, like, say, the internet slash wiki, future wikis, I'm sure he could just look the information up. It doesn't really prove anything. <laughs> it's true. I was thinking that. I mean, you could ask me a question about some soap opera. I could Google that, and, and I'm not even a robot. Truth. Truth. <laughs> as far as you know. I, that That is completely true, but 
it, it is one of the true it is it's a, a thing that fans of every fandom does it's like oh you're a fan of this thing well who you know what do you think you mean of gatekeeping this? exactly <laughs> exactly they gatekeep each other and murderbot responds basically with the deadpan answer of saying that's not what happened in the story that's a lie and that just immediately squashes all of their concerns on whether or not murderbot wants to to murder that, them that would not squash my concerns if a <laughs> like, no. I'm, like, I'm not on board with this no if if a literal murder bot is like oh i just want to watch soap operas and you ask it one question about a soap opera that it gets correct through any number of means that it has available for itself to do that i'd be like sure i totally trust this murdering robot now no <laughs> that is irresponsible <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like in Blade Runner, they do that huge freaking test to find out which of the real robot to be like, mm, this is not, there's no wonder, like, you gotta get OSHA down there to tell them how to determine if robots are safe or not. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if they saw Blade Runner or if Philip K. Dick <laughs> existed in that world or not, but... See, this is what happened when Dick doesn't exist. <laughs> Danielle, why? Why, Danielle? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The replicant test did not exist in, in Murderbot. All right. So Murderbot comes clean. He answers one probably trivially easy question to answer, and they immediately trust him. Well, all of them, but one immediately trusts them. The one smart person. The Got one it. smart person. Uh, well, and Sam. Then, <laughs> yes, me. And then Doctor, <laughs> who is it? Who is it that doesn't trust him? Because Sam needs to know which character he's aligned with during the story. Yeah, that's uh, gonna get murdered. <laughs> his name is Doctor Gerthen. Gerthen, no, who, uh, <laughs> the guy who was uh, not hacking but um, investigating reviewing his memories. Yeah, yes, the one who's reviewing his memories. Doctor Minsa, meanwhile, is more or less the entire time going hey guys let's just be real calm around murderbot this is like it's first time being around people where everyone knows it's hacked its governor module let's be real chill it's a person like all of us it's real like kindergarten teacher on the third week of school passing around a feeling stick a lot of the secondary characters in this are one emotion. They're all there just for Murderbot to to play off of, for him to just have snarky one-line comments about. Can any of these human robots hack their own governor system? No. Murderbot was just... It's special. Murderbot was just very fortunate that when Murderbot accidentally, and by accidentally the company really messed up, gave... It, a wrong signal caused it to kill its entire platoon or entire charge the people were supposed to be guarding. The company sent it a signal to kill everyone, so it did, and the company took it offline and kept like taking it offline, investigating it, putting it back online, taking it offline, and then upon doing such, it accidentally left a code in its memories to allow it to hack itself. So it did. So Murderbot has mass murdered before. On accident. Okay. I mean, I use that excuse too. It doesn't seem to get me out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, but you also don't have a computer chip in your brain telling you what to do. You don't know uh... that. <laughs> that. You're right. I don't know that. <laughs> Thank you. 
I would, that would be the least surprising thing I ever found out. <laughs> I don't know whether to be insulted or flattered, Danielle. <laughs> I don't know either if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> Do you have a, a governor module that we don't know about? I'm never telling. Ooh. <laughs> Why would Sam tell you that? I know. I'm not murder bot. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you everything about myself immediately. <laughs> Hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> well, we'll see what, what you can offer in return. Oh, so, okay. back to the <laughs> plot. Of the, like I, This book feels so far like a, a very thinly veiled plot that's just a, a, an excuse to get murder bot to experience various humorous scenes. It is. It, there, there's basically <laughs> plot one, murder bot saves a bunch of people. Then there's a couple of chapters where Murderbot has to deal with people. Then there's chapter four where Murderbot has to go fight a couple of other Murderbots. Then there's some more chapters where it interacts with people and reveals who it is. And now they're finding out uh, more about Evil Survey Team. And they have to go. And this is when Murderbot reveals that it has control of a bunch of drones that it's been sending out, like, surveying basically the entire planet looking for Wait, where they... if they have survey drones, mm-hmm. why do they need the people? Uh, the people are, like, actually digging up specimens and collecting things. Whereas the survey drones are more, more or less like Imperial survey droids from uh, Star Wars. Sure, but I mean, like, today we have robots on Mars that can do soil sampling and stuff like that. Like, in the future, wouldn't it be way more cost-saving just to have a robot to do all the surveying? It would be. It would be, absolutely. So that's why we send people But then people there wouldn't out. be a plot. Yeah. Danielle, there's barely a plot to begin with. <laughs> but then there wouldn't be a book. Okay, that's much worse. There wouldn't be a book. So it's been sending out these dr- uh, these drones, and they find out the drones have been kind of keeping track of different locations that Murderbot Survey Team has been. And Evil Survey Team went to where Murderbot Survey Team was, and found the drone and was like, hey, we know you know where we are. Come to this location and we will let you go for whatever reason. Just give us what we want. And the humans are like, what the hell does that mean? They don't know why they're being attacked. They don't know why, uh, what this evil survey team wants. They just know that they're being attacked, that's all. So it now turns into a mystery of what's going on. Like, why is the evil survey team here? Why are we being attacked? And what is all of this is about? So the real plot actually shows up. Oh, the real plot Yay! arrived halfway through the it's book. so exciting. <laughs> nope. I have a question. Yes. Is the evil survey team headed up by that guy who was part of the evil tornado team from Twister? Oh, Curialis, that's a good question. Slash whatever his name was, Jonas, Jonas something. <laughs> I'm assuming he is ahead of the evil survey team in my uh, headcanon. You yeah. know what? I wish it's a, it's a woman, but it's... Carrie Alice has range. I'm not sure if that matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say yes. I will say yes. It is now Carrie Elwes. Excellent. So the the real plot actually shows up. So the entire time, people were thinking that the evil survey team had bribed the company to block out a lot of information about this planet and what they were doing there. But it actually turns out that was only half the story. 
what was actually... For the other half, join us next week on Book Retorts. <laughs> right, no. So, what was actually happening... <laughs> this would be a very short episode. Oh, we could do with a short episode or two. Right. <laughs> um, no, sorry, go on. So, what was actually happening is this: these books take place in some indeterminate time in the future, and there are. This is a planet where the this old civilization known as the Remnants used to live, and there are bits of technology from the Remnants on this planet. That remnants are, are alien civilization or human civilization. I'm guessing alien. It doesn't. Ex- it doesn't really say, but I think alien <laughs> sure. because Great. because remnant technology technology is causing like their mapping the mapping technology for the survey team to to glitch out and for it to not show up on their maps as well as like it's what caused the alien attack at the very beginning and so what they thought I was forgot about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, whole, the thing that started the plot that wasn't the plot sam oh right until the real plot showed up <laughs> yeah. what what they thought was like sabotage at the very beginning was actually was remnant like, sabotage was remnant sabotage plus regular sabotage oh okay. this is a regular sabotage got double it. team yeah it, uh-huh. was, it was double sabotage buy one sabotage get one free it was the inception of sabotage sabotage inside of sabotage sabotception the russian nesting dolls of matroshka-tage matroshka-tage <laughs> and so put that on a t-shirt <laughs> It's just Matryoshka dolls with just each of them holding smaller and smaller knives. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) And the one in the middle is just a bomb. Yes. Oh, man. Um, So, but this is discovered after them basically doing a research montage and a montage of Murderbot and Dr. Minsa coming up with a plan of how to confront Carrie Elwes and his evil twister team. I'm glad that's official now. It is official. And perfect. We, we get into the minutia of how murder bots are assigned to to survey teams. There can only be one murder bot for ten ten people per survey team, and then the murder bots have to be color coded for each group. And so there, it turns out there are five murder bots versus one murder bot, and it becomes a kind of a battle royale of of one versus five, or not a battle royale, but a wait. Where are the other odds. five murder bots? Yeah, where did they come from? Yeah, the, the evil survey team now has five murder bots instead of oh, just well, okay. two. Because they kept because they kept making all of them. They kept capturing the other murder bots with right. the dark yeah. the dark gun that should not work, <laughs> but does. Um, shouldn't shouldn't but does but shouldn't. <laughs> so. While all this montage is happening, Murderbot is uh, is again going through feelings time, and it, it's starting to slowly open up to being able to have face to face conversations with people, but is still having this running conversation in its head of how it just can't wait to go back home to its little locker that it sleeps in when it's back at Murderbot headquarters, so it can just watch TV because it's still a company man. It just does. Its own thing when it's on its mission. So, 
Murder Buck just does the bare minimum and then wants to go home and watch TV. Again, this feels very much like every corporate movie about a corporate drone. <laughs> yeah, this Murder Bot is Jim from The Office. Right, okay. <laughs> now, does he have a fun, flirty relationship with his desk mate? No, because no, he doesn't have a Dwight. penis, Sam. I'm talking about Dwight, not not Pam, please. <laughs> okay. The real flirty relationships with Dwight. They wouldn't prank each other that hard if there wasn't some chemistry there. No, um, in fact, possible. in fact, a murder bot does mention it has no particular love for other murder bots. But what about the other people? Mm, you know, in the description, it even says that it scorns, it's scornful of humans, but it's not. It's indifferent. Of actually, I would say it has. Is a, murder bot a cat? Yes. <laughs> yes. Jim's like, yes, with all of my soul. Indifferent to people, wants to just lie around and not do anything. It sounds like a cat to me. From everything I know about cats, it is a cat. And okay, I know great. a See, lot should, about We should have cats. let your cats be on the podcast. What were you thinking? Locking yeah, them out of the room for this. this. I know. I know. <laughs> so they come up with a plan, which you never, you don't, this is one of my biggest pet peeves with books. And this happens in a lot of books when they come up with a plan, but you don't get to see the plan come into fruition until the very Cuts end. Cuts the black or they like whisper, whisper, whisper. Yes. Well, it's because they want you to like watch the plan play out. Otherwise, you would already know the plan and then have to watch it on TV. That'd be boring. I know. <laughs> I know. But it, it Look, could be like... complain about this book not being realistic <laughs> and not having a straightforward storytelling structure, then we're we're past that point. I know. <laughs> Uh, I know. It could be like Ocean's Eleven where they explain the plan as it's happening, at least. But there's always a twist. There's always a twist. So they fly their hopper, just Dr. Mensa and Murderbot fly the hopper to the set locations given to them by evil Twister survey team. And Murderbot is like, let me just go and talk to these people. Dr. Mensa, you stay in the hopper. I'll take care of this myself. And hopefully you don't have to get involved at all. I think I missed something. Why did they get a bunch of spots to go to by evil the, Twister? The Carrie? survey drones. We had that whole discussion about how robots would do this a lot better than humans. Uh, the survey drone found the evil survey team and the survey team basically grabbed it and said, hey, we know you're watching us. Come to this coordinate and we'll... Give, we'll it. let you go free. It was more or less like that. It was. Uh, Sorry, I got sidetracked by Carrie Ellis. I mean, that's reasonable. <laughs> I would too. Who who yeah. would not? So, Murderbot meets up with Evil Survey Team, who we finally find out their name is Gray Chris. Gray Chris. Gray Chris. K C H R I S. No, it's just Gray Chris. Uh, all one word. C R I S. The, the naming convention for uh, this world is all very random. So there is no convention. The convention Correct. is not have a convention. There is no convention. <laughs> exactly. We the... have a club that says we will not have a club. <laughs> yes. And their plan, it turns out, is Murderbot is going to pretend... Well, first he's going to... It's going to admit to having hacked its governor module and is going to pretend to go rogue against the preser uh, Preservation Ox group and that it wants to turn evil against them and join Evil Survey Team. And Evil Survey Team just immediately buys it for whatever reason. Everyone in this book is <laughs> gullible as heck. Sure, you answer one question about a soap opera, you're good. Oh, you told us you wanted to join us? Well, we'll accept that, even though we shot you with our dart, which did not work. 
Yeah, it's well the the fact that the dart didn't work said uh, proved to the team to the evil survey team that it had in fact hacked its governor module. So they didn't that really... doesn't mean that it's like earnest expression to join them. Well, agreed, it could be playing them like yeah, it is, like it is. Which, why <laughs> did you know briefly consider the fact that maybe this complicated, apparently rogue robot didn't turn on its team beforehand, which was the same argument Murderbot used earlier. It's, it seems a lot of people don't feel duplicitous in this feature. We have a literal sabotage team here. You're saying duplicity is somehow foreign to them? Um, I think the duplicity comes in the form of money. And money. So uh, when money's not involved, duplicity seems to be out of question. So maybe the humans are duplicitous, but the human robots, they don't think would be for whatever yeah. reason. Or, or rather, it seems that Murderbot is less duplicitous. It has a hard time reading people's emotions so it doesn't really pick up on cues that other people might not be as trusting as it is so all of this is in first person and we might be getting a little bit of unreliable narrator here so according to Murderbot, they totally go with it yes. and that's what we know but yeah. they do go with it i'm assuming for the plot well for the moment of, it does question you're making him ruin the rest of it sam i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry get to it in your own time i don't mean to jump ahead don't skip ahead jim don't do it don't don't succumb to pressure i I won't the the human is like okay sure you can do this and in doing so murderbot does say one of preservation ox's team is going to your beacon which would send a distress signal to the company to come and save us we need to go and stop them and the human carrie ellis who i'm now calling uh carrie ellis permanently <laughs> is like okay Good. go get uh go get dr Minta and we'll go stop him murderbot is then like no we can't get dr Minta. we have to go stop them real quick and they have a little go uh, back and forth but ultimately murderbot has to go get dr Minta. and this entire time again murderbot's not really picking up on that carrie elwes might be not believing murderbot but it does pick up that the other security units don't believe Murderbot. Murderbot's able to pick up emotions from other security units, but not necessarily from humans. So it there is a little bit of that play on it can't read human emotions, but it can read security unit emotions. It's quite interesting in that in that way. Again, it's it has that like coded autism undertone to it. Okay. Great. So Murderbot is thinking it's playing Carrie Ellis, but Carrie Ellis might be playing Murderbot. What does Murderbot do about this? So they go to get Dr. Mensa, and as soon as they get back to Dr. Mensa, Dr. Mensa's like, okay, here's what's going down. I attack this other Murderbot, pretend I'm this other Murderbot. This other Murderbot is going to pretend that it's me. You're going to pretend that you're my prisoner, and it's going to be this whole switcheroo, and we're going to go send this beacon off. And we're all going to be saved. The day is going to be saved. Everyone's going to win. This seems so needlessly convoluted. <laughs> it is extremely needlessly convoluted. And everything also, goes to hell because of it. Well, I mean, of course, because this plan is stupid. <laughs> it, is, it is extremely convoluted. And the entire time, Dr. Minsa is just looking at him with just like, what the hell are you doing? It, it is. He's like, Murderbot's like, I'm going to pretend to be Murderbot B. Murderbot B is going to pretend to be Murderbot A. 
Why would the other Murderbots go along with this? Because Murderbot B is now hacked to be stupid and has been basically... Hacked by whom? The syringe? Carrie Ellis. Oh, so Carrie Ellis hacked the Murderbots that he captured to be stupid? That seems like not what you want to do with the robots that you're using to employ on your side. Completely compliant, too. So Murderbot A, who is the main character, is also going to be acting completely compliant, too. Oh, Okay. So they're just going to be acting like mindless murder machines, and hopefully Dr. Mensa is going to be playing along too. So they're all going to be just walking along, acting, they're all supposed to be acting along with Murderbot B just hopefully not messing things up. Unfortunately, things go awry because when convoluted and complicated plans get involved, that's just what happens. They start to head towards the beacon, and the murder bots all start to converge together and create a large perimeter around Dr. Mensa and the survey team and head towards the beacon. And it's at this time when Murderbot A, we'll just call it Murderbot and the other one's security units to keep everything <laughs> as unconfusing as it's possible. It's like a great idea. This book, I'm sure it's easier when you're reading it, but yes. the nomenclature and <laughs> the just the names and the way it does it seems impossible to keep track of anything <laughs> it is they they call them by colors in this book but then they also call them by murderbot or security unit i had to write down names and different things just to try to keep it in in order in my head so even while reading it it's incomprehensible yes and this, this was a book I listened to the first time I uh, listened to it. And I'm like, oh, no, I have to listen to this chapter again. At the end, it got very, very hectic. And Murderbot noticed that the survey team was getting very weary of Dr. Mensa, despite them promising not to kill her. And they started to rush her and Murderbot deciding to protect Dr. Mensa as that is its job, runs to protect her, and that's when everything goes to hell, and a giant fight breaks loose, causing Murderbot to more or less start shooting the evil survey team and its security unit. That seems like a much less complicated plan. It more or less is. <laughs> it is much, much less complicated. We have another large... Should have been the plan from the start. <laughs> No, it's like, you know they're evil. They're called evil uh, survey team. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, if, if you're going to name yourself, like, I always love that when the evil team's like, yes, we are the League of Evil. We'll name ourselves something evil to make it clear what our branding is. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's, it's a much clearer thing. And when uh, when that's your nomenclature, you should just, they should have there known. There should be a law that if you're evil, you must identify as evil blank, like your name. <laughs> It really is. So it really, really should be a law. Danielle will be evil, Danielle, obviously. I am not evil. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and every every evil person should have a uh, a mustache or goatee. Danielle, get on that. <laughs> get on that. Get to or, that mustache. <laughs> or a uh, modern day bolo tie. I'm going with that. Well, you can do both, Danielle. The mustache is non-negotiable. You got to twirl something. <laughs> But while this is happening, Murderbot has a fun little jaunt down a giant hill that he more or less cartoon rolls down and gets knocked out numerous times and has unit offline, numerous unit offline pop-ups in his head. Why does display. it go down the hill in this fashion? He, um, he gets explosions 
explosions. Explosions, okay. Again, <laughs> why you don't make your murder robots susceptible to head trauma? You know, it's. I think the company thinks the armor would protect it from... Then they got uh, tested these, armor better. Yeah. I feel like it'd be cheaper just to take out the, the thing that causes these offline issues Yeah, or also, in the long run. Yeah, not include it. Yeah. You know, maybe... <laughs> they, like I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I mean, the armor sounds very expensive. You could just make your robot less susceptible to needing expensive armor. Or make them less human and more robot. Yeah, just build robots. That seems even cheaper than... I mean, I'm, I bet corpses are very cheap in this future because it's dystopian, but... Yeah, maybe just make them Terminators. Yeah, Terminators. Ooh, Liquid Metal Terminator. Uh, I don't think Terminators get knocked unconscious, do they? No, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. You need lava to kill them, from what I remember. Yeah. Molten steel. I, it has been... I mean, it's very important, though, that we teach every Terminator the thumbs-up gesture. Yes. That's, that's the most important part is the thumbs up gesture. Obviously. But so Murderbot, the last thing it remembers is it gets, it goes tumbling down the hill after being knocked out of some trees from an explosion and then it wakes up. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Murderbot was hiding up in a tree? Well, it's more like. <laughs> you, just, it, you just can't just. Like, you just oh, throw things yeah. so willy nilly. It's Jim. not that it was in a tree. Murderbot was up a tree, having it's a blast, that it was and it got knocked up by an explosion and rolled down a hill. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's whoa, not whoa, that it was whoa. in a tree. It's that there was an explosion that was so big that it was knocked through a tree down a hill. Okay. No, and then it just goes tumbling. Different. Yeah, very. I mean, I want to see murder by like, I'm going to climb that tree. And it was, to yeah. make advantage point, Sam. Oh, it, yeah, was, it was a very large explosion, like hero action movie style explosion that threw it through a tree. Okay. So it wasn't a, climbing a tree for fun on a no. whim. Okay. It, it wasn't was building just, a tree house. Uh, that would be <laughs> a much different story. I don't know, Jim. It seems like it would have fit pretty well into this story about murder by building a tree house. During a, um, during a battle, yeah. Yeah, and it so it wakes up in a cubicle, fully repaired, and its first thought is, oh no, humans know that my governor module has been hacked, I am dead. And then it goes back to sleep, and then wakes up again, and is like, oh no, wait, I'm not dead. I've never identified with anything more than, like, waking up in the middle of the night to a noise, being like, no, oh, I'm going to be murdered, and then just going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Yeah, exactly. Same. Same. <laughs> I have definitely, I have definitely woken up to several noises in the middle of the night going, hello, hello. Oh, well, if you're here to kill me, please do it quickly. Because I'm sure the murderer would be like, yes, hi, I'm, I'm here to kill you. We have this argument in that other book we you have. did. Yep. In the one, the Crimson Pervert, whatever we call it, the, uh, the, <laughs> what was the name of the, the supervillain we had in that one, Danielle? I don't know, but it wasn't that. <laughs> it was something it was like a that. Perfume. It was crimson. Oh, it something. was the crimson something. Yeah, whatever the name of that like uh, plant was, was, crimson it was peeper. Per- yes, it was a perfume. That's all I remember. Yeah, no, okay. it was. The, yeah, it was the, the stuff that she used for her botanicals to murder. Yeah, tea yeah. And- yeah. Oh, uh, I have to go back and find Legacy out what it was. Legacy of lies. Yeah. Uh, we got to remember crimson. I'm not saying it was crimson pervert. <laughs> he was a little bit of a pervert, but that wasn't what we called wasn't him. Wasn't it the crimson creep or something like yes, that? Yes, there it is. Crimson creep. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, man. See, Jim proving that he is our biggest fan. Yeah, right. He should more attention than we do. <laughs> so Murderbot wakes up. Can't find its armor again. Gets back into the gray khakis that it was forced into previously. Finds itself on a space station. 
and is in a awkward situation again, finds one of the survey team and is like, what is going on here? And it turns out that it has been, its contract has been permanently purchased by Dr. Mensa, and they're planning on freeing it once they get back to the Preservation Ox planet. They can just do that? Yes. They can This purchase. seems like the company would take a huge reputational hit for having a robot that A, murdered everyone by accident, and B, could hack its own government. Like, these are massive scandals for company. Well, Maybe that's why they sold them. The company... <laughs> The company might know at this point. It hasn't. It hasn't been in this book. It hasn't been said that the company knows, and I don't remember at what point the company finds out that it has hacked its own governor module. And it also has not been released that the murder bot went on a murder spree earlier. It okay. Was, it is that is definitely a hush hush thing. Yeah, I don't see why the company would ever know if they didn't tell them. Yeah, it was. It was very much a. A quiet. Under- does a Murderbot know? Murderbot does know. And if they sell Murderbot, now Murderbot's out there as a liability. They could at any point spill the beans. Yeah, Murderbot. But they don't do- know that Murderbot knows. Murderbot doesn't want anyone to know. Murderbot keeps it pretty, sure, pretty down low. The, the only the people company doesn't know. All right. Anyway, the company is- doesn't know, so therefore, does they don't like the company doesn't give up know Murderbot. that he doesn't know that they don't know that he knows what they know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Great. I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> It made sense to me. Okay. <laughs> but this this entire time, Murderbot is being uh, escorted by two of the members of the Preservation Ox survey team through this large space station. And the entire time, they're being accosted by members of the company who are saying, oh, you... We need to take this murder bot or the security unit with us because we need to junk it. Or we need to scrap the, the unit's memory as... It's regulation to scrap memory after it's been sold. Yeah, like they'd have to wipe it. You'd want to make sure there are no like company file. Like this is standard. Like you, you can't sell a computer from a company. You can't dispose of a computer from a company in today's world without having the hard drive wiped. Exactly. And the preservation ox is like, no, we have a court order saying that we will not have its memory wiped. How'd they get that? How'd they get a court order? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that preservation ox is an extremely, or rather preservation, the, what we would call a nation. Um, All right, wait, wait, group- wait, wait, I'm one second. I, I just realized something. Are you said preservation ox, like the animal OX, or ox, like AUX auxiliary? Auxiliary. Okay. That changes oh, things in my head. OX. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was, oh, I all the way. other names were so weird. I just figured it must be like oxen. Yeah, once you mentioned that they were like part of preservation, I'm like, oh, okay, they're auxiliary. Okay, I got you. Yeah, they're like an auxiliary part of I preservation. I feel better as a, as a cow. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, preservation ox is a special group. They're like, again, they're like the hippies of the future. And they have special permissions to do a lot of things that many other groups don't. It's not really explained why. So in this dystopian corporate-run universe, somehow they are bound by court orders obtained through dubious means by an auxiliary of another nation. Yes. I don't understand this one at all. I don't either. (laughs) I don't either. And it's all, like I said, it's 
it's all like secondary to a lot of things. At least it seems in this pretty book important. Is. Like the only reason that Murderbot exists in any other book in this series, I assume, is because they have this court order. So it seems like a pretty important piece of detail. They get into it later, but in this book, it's very since these are all shorts. These are all novellas, so they get into it later, just not right now. It's hand wavy, Sam. I it got that. Hand wavy. I, I, and you know how I feel about that, Daniel. <laughs> oh boy, do I. <laughs> So you should not be surprised. <laughs> uh, but they do they do get into it later. It's just, it takes a little while. Think of these as like parts for a much larger book. Okay. And, but it, it turns out that, Dr., again, Dr. Mensa bought out the contract. And on preservation, they don't like to use the word own. They've fancied up the, ter- uh, the term to be guardian. So... Dr. Dr. Mensa is guardian over Murderbot. How convenient that they soften that language about owning sentient life. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is a problem, but I think... Just a bit. Just a little bit of a it problem. It is a little bit, but in, in a world where sentient life has ownership, I think there is a constraint in language, especially, in a, again, in a world that has a... Uh, that allows such ownership to be a thing. But that's a conversation for, I think, an entirely different podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure. It just seems very... We like to go deep here. Yeah, yeah we're so deep. Yeah, yeah. We're always deep and we're always right. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard topic. Like, you know, you clearly have a sentient being that has its own autonomy, wants and needs that its own rights. Does a series ever get into it? Ever? It absolutely does. Oh, well, that's good Perfect. at least. That's good. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> does. I don't know if the series is ever going to get to the point where bot autonomy and bot rights become a full thing, but it, definitely gets into what it means for Murderbot to have its own rights and to have its own freedom to move about because there it encounters things where or encounters people where they try to capture it and re-enslave it encounters other bots that don't want their freedom all right so this is future Murderbot let's get back to present yeah. Murderbot though so Murderbot now is having a conversation with Dr. Minta about saying things like, yes, I'm free, but can I still have my armor? Can I still have my cubicle? And Dr. Minta's like, oh, you don't need these things anymore. You're free. You don't, you can do whatever you want. Well, then let him have his armor. Yeah, Yeah, if he wants them, let him have them. Let let, let it have its armor then. Exactly. And, it's it's very much Murderbot having this inner monologue at the same time of having this dialogue with Dr. Minta of, like, Dr. Minta not understanding that this is what Murderbot wants of kind of being this person of wanting these things that makes it feel safe and comfortable and Dr. Minson not understanding all of that. It ties it all together with a little summary of what happened with the company more or less suing Gray Chris for attacking the other survey teams and taking all of this information and, and doing bad evil things, trying to make themselves So they like, survived? Did they survive the fight? Uh, Did the, everyone survive the fight? Did no one die Did during Carrie the giant Explosions, yeah. Um, Carrie Elwes, the murder bots did not. Oh, of course. Carrie Elwes did, I believe. 
but got in big trouble. Ooh, going to the principal's office. Pretty much. And all of the preservation ox people survived. For this being a book series called The Murderbot Diaries, not a lot of murdering going on. <laughs> I feel cheated. There there were there were some deaths, a lot of off-screen deaths, but Murderbot goes out to basically he's it's given this opportunity to join Preservation Ox and is like, no, I don't want that. Goes and breaks into like this random construction worker's locker and steals some makeshift like construction armor and puts it on <laughs> and stows away into a a cargo transport and decides that does not want to live on Preservation Ox for the time being and wants to have its own adventures for now and sends a message out to Dr. Minton and says, hey, thanks for the offer. I'll be back later. And that's kind the of where... The way it goes it, is seek its fortune. Or seek its TV shows. Sure. <laughs> I mean, fortune means different things to different people. True, true. It's fortune of lots and lots and lots and lots of beautiful books and TV and Can it music. not access those things on preservation? It can, but it's under the impression that it lives on preservation. It has to go through, like, therapy and other things that most people don't want to do. Okay. Does it ever... I have a question yes. for future books. Does it ever get to go to the set of one of the soap operas that it enjoys watching? Ooh, good question. It hasn't yet... <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> so there are six books in the series, five novellas and one full-length novel, and they're all great and amazing. And I But hope... none of them are on the set of a soap opera. Yeah, well then I mean I hope what's, in the the future, point? what's even the point? Yeah. <laughs> I hope in the future that they are one of them is set. I don't know what book seven's about yet, so What's the author's name again? Martha Wells. Martha, you're listening. <laughs> I know you are. Hear us. <laughs> Put a set of a soap opera in one of these books. You know what to do. I hope so. It feels like Murderbot would appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Murderbot really would. And it's right up like there could be like a murder on one of the soap opera sets and Murderbot could like do a detective. Like could be a detective on the set to solve That's this That's basically murder. an episode of Psych. Right? I would watch that. <laughs> or Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> that is an episode of Psych. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, exactly, it's, exactly, it's a telenovela. It's yeah. a good episode. It was. See, I haven't seen any of Psych, but I have seen a lot of Murder, She Wrote, and I know that is an episode of Murder, She Wrote. I mean, I'm Sounds sure it's like... an episode of many things, because <laughs> it's a great idea, Martha. Yeah, that is that is the first book of All Systems Red, Martha Wells. And I have to say, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, subtle nods to other sci-fi works, including the name All Systems Red. That's basically, like, Star Trek. Everything would be All Systems Red. Right. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for sharing the Murderbot Diaries introduction with us. We got a crash course in Murderbotonomics, I think is I the term totally for it. I totally read that book. Yeah, right? <laughs> and yes, that is the term. <laughs> Murderbotonomics, of course. I understood none of it, which is par for the course for our episode. So I think we're <laughs> right in our sweet spot. Yo, you're welcome. It was a pleasure to be on. Yeah, I would love to come back again and do some more of the books. There's also a lot of other short form sci-fi out there that is just as weird that I would love to talk about. Well, you know, we love weird sci-fi, so that is definitely a possibility. <laughs> you know, Sam loves weird sci-fi. Danielle, I, I love making you listen to weird sci-fi. <laughs> Maybe you and Jim could get together and... 
Double team. Double team. Oh my gosh. Double team. Actually, I think these weird sci-fi books are more up Danielle's alley than they would be. I mean, it does sound more like a Danielle book, to be fair. So, you know, stop knocking it. (laughs) I didn't knock it. I said I'd read it. All right. Well, if anyone out there wants to write in, and specifically for me, write me the plot of the telenovela that Murderbot loves, because I did not understand <laughs> it, and I get the plot, but give me a plot summary of that. You can find us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if for some reason you want to help us fund the creation of our own Murderbot, you can do so at <laughs> patreon.com slash bookretorts. <laughs> or to get Murderbot to the set of its favorite soap opera. Contact uh, Martha, because we have no control <laughs> for that. <laughs> but feel free to also give to our Patreon, and maybe we can make it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can, we can maybe send a certified letter to her if we get, like, two people who can help. <laughs> Jim, is there Dream anything you would like to plug? Um, other than just read these books, they are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim. We really enjoyed having you on for our 100th episode. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jim, for being on here. We really appreciate it. And until next time. Enjoy the next 100 episodes. Bye. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. My neighbor upstairs is doing something. I can hear that. (laughs) Maybe there's a tricycle. Danielle, stop. (laughs) You don't know that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Maybe, maybe. After our 100th episode. (laughs) We're never going to end! Why? It's the Crimson Creep. (laughs) She heard us talking about him. He didn't like his rebranding as the Crimson Pervert. You did it, not me. That's why he's at your place. No. <laughs> Wasn't it the red creep? It might have been the red creep. I thought it was crimson, but it I mean, no, red. it's red creep. Red creep's the name of the plant, and I think that's the name we went with. Yeah, we the, did. Although crimson yeah. creep sounds way more like a superhero. Yes. Yeah, but the name of the plant was red creep. Well, you know what? This is the first time we've been wrong about our own work. <laughs>